Welcome to Thriving Your Love, a podcast where we will guide and help you improve your most precious relationships in life. This podcast is produced and hosted by certified emotionally focused therapist, Claudio Vargas Silva, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Trisha Kim Walsh, also licensed marriage and family therapist. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of relationships. So it's a pleasure being with everyone. We have been dreaming about this podcast for a long time, and we are so happy to start it today. In this podcast, we are talking about how we as human beings are actually programmed for relationships. We were born to love, to have a special other person whom we feel very, very attached. We have friends, we have families, we have a lot of people in our lives, but there's always a special one that for us adults is our partner and for children, their parents. Exactly. And what we are really passionate about in our practice is to understand when there can be conflicts that happen between a child, a teenager and their family or their parents and conflict that can happen between two partners that want so much to understand how to get back closer, connected, more intimate. That is what our practice is about, Claudio. And we offer a couple's workshop that is dedicated to helping couples interrupt the conflict and to come closer by learning about how conflict can even begin and what we do when we feel like we're not getting our attachment needs met. It brings us back into the childhood experiences of the longings of being special, being important, feeling as though you are safe with your most important people in your life that you love. Some people, or there, there are some ideas that have proliferated because when people uh, don't do well in their relationships, sometimes they think, is it possible that I don't depend on anyone? That I can live alone by myself? And I see some people that get hurt in relationships. And there are even self-help authors and books that talk about these ideas that you shouldn't depend on other people. But the, the interesting thing is that we are dependent by nature. And when we depend on someone, we can be independent. That's very interesting. And we call, sometimes we used to call this interdependence. So when we uh, know that someone has our back, when we have this strong connection with someone, we feel strong at the outside. We can face the world with more courage. And, you know, I was remembering now a study that they did. They put some people in front of a hill and, and they asked them how steep was the hill. So some people were alone and some people were with someone very important to them. And for those people who are alone, they they see the hill as being steeper, as kind of harder to go up. So our vision of the world changes 
depending on if we feel connected to someone or if we feel isolated. When, if we feel isolated, if we feel alone, everything seems harder and more difficult than when we are with someone. Right. It's a beautiful concept, Claudio. It's such a good reference of this research that reminds us that we as humans are very capable of doing extraordinary things. And we're also reminded that in times of conflict, we can do extraordinarily uh, horrible things. And we see this in our therapy room, Claudio, the things that parents will say to children, the things that children will say to parents. It, it is a reminder of the desperation of what we do when we fear that we're alone. We fear we may be isolated because it is in our human nature and instincts is that we have a tribal mindset as we want to be connected to community, especially in times of this pandemic that we are still in, we have learned something very invaluable is that we need each other, that we cannot be able to survive without every single person on this planet having a part to support each other. And every job that exists on this planet is, is important that we need to value the contributions, but it starts with understanding the relationship of child of baby to parent and how when a child or a baby feels the connection from womb to chest to the playground, that they feel that no matter where they go, they're going to be okay with the support of a family base. And the mm -hmm. concept of family is very important as we talk about what happens in the brain, Claudio, the importance of relationships of what happens when the brain does not feel it has a relationship to others our mm -hmm. most important caretakers and our most mm -hmm. important partners. Yes, yes. It's, it's very important to see that our brain is a social brain. Our, our brain was designed to be optimally developed through relationships. So a child needs to have someone to attach to and there's a need to have a dance, like the child sends some cues to the adult. And when we have a child and, and we know how to deal with a child and, and we see those faces and smiles and those noises that the child makes, we feel that endearment. We are attracted to the child and we have a kind of a dance, even if the child, the child still doesn't know how to talk, but there is some conversation. There is some, uh, you know, ebb and flow there, some giving and responding. And this causes the child to develop. The more connection, the, the closer the connection, the more engaged the child feels with the adult, that means the more capable is this adult of engaging emotionally with the child, the better the child will develop. Right. It's the soothing of the brain because the brain is activated to say that there's something that is wrong, something that there's missing, uh, the necessity of able, the ability to thrive or the failure to thrive. And that 
in, in times of war, as an example, with this research that Claudio, I know we've talked about in our previous podcast is orphans were able to get their sustenance. They were able to get food. They were able to get clothing and shelter, but they were missing their caretaker. Um, even mm. though they had nuns or they had caretakers that were overseeing them for their, their basic needs, uh, that orphans were, were not able to feel the sense of stability because they were uh, shutting down um, in their connections. They couldn't, they couldn't have that social element, the, the feelings of safety that uh, meant in their own mental health, they were not getting nourished. And their brain as a, as a result of that was in a state of panic. So when we do mm -hmm. talk about flight, fight and freeze, that mm -hmm. these orphans were in a state of freeze. Yes, exactly. Sometimes parents, when they see their children misbehaving, they start criticizing the child, punishing the child, but actually what the child needs is connection, empathy, understanding, talking to the child. What is, what is happening for you? Are you sad? Are you upset? And as you are saying, this really uh, impacts the brain because we have the limbic system and the amygdala. And, and when a child doesn't feel connected to the parents, if the child feels alone, abandoned, or let's say when a parent criticizes a child, yells at the child, the child is seeing now the parent as not as someone who comforts or a protector, but the child is seeing someone who seems threatening to the child. And this causes the limbic system to fire and then to have stress hormones. So the idea, this idea sometimes that parents think that they have, they need to have authority and that authority comes with punishment, with yelling, with being hard on the child that actually causes the child to fire the fight and flight response and then causes the child to feel disconnected and in danger and it's not helpful to the child right and we can see the consequences of what happens claudia when a child is failing to thrive because they may not feel that they are of importance in their relationship mm -hmm. to their parent if they don't feel that they're being understood. They're not being able to be heard and listened to and validated. That we see the consequences happen at school. We see how it impacts their relationship to other children, other peers, teachers, mm -hmm. even the intentions of feeling a sense of control by bullying other children. So we see the ways that children try to find a way to reconcile the pain by acting out in behavioral problems. And we can mm. see that this feeling of helplessness, if they're not being listened to, then they force their presence on others. And that is something that in the therapy room, I've certainly seen with a, a wide range of children that I've worked with that have been bullied. 
that felt that not only were they experiencing it at home at times where they didn't have a voice that they sometimes would feel that they don't have a voice at school, that they don't have a voice with other kids because they don't know, they haven't learned the fundamentals of asking what they're needing or sharing what they're needing or understanding their emotional needs. And that's something that we certainly do address in our therapy work. And the exciting part in the work we do is opening up a space where we can uh, offer in groups and in workshops to help families, to help couples, so that mm-hmm. they have the tools to, to speak to their children so that they can yeah. really listen and can be very present and what we would call a securely attached relationship. And this is something that I talk to parents because uh, let's say that a child misbehaves at school. So a child uh, kicks another child, fights with another child, and then the child gets in trouble uh, with the principal. And then when it gets home, the parent is really mad at the child and the, and the parent uh, scolds the child and punish the child. And, and it's so interesting because then I tell the parent, well, so your child comes at home and you are really, you're really angry at your child and your child comes afraid already of talking to you. And maybe the child's gonna hide what happened or is gonna lie to you because the child is afraid of you. And you might say, well, you have to tell me what happened because if you don't tell me, that's gonna be worse. But if you are threatening already, <laughs> the child is afraid of telling you because the child is afraid of your reaction, right? Because for the child, the parent means the world right? The, the parent is someone really strong. If a parent really wants a child to open their heart, this parent needs to, to be safe to the child, to be understanding for the child to open their heart. But when the parent yells at the child and scolds and criticizes and seems so full of anger, they are modeling to the child something. That when the child feels also upset at someone, what they are going to do. That's, the, that's what they learned from their parents. That's the model. If, if you don't like what someone is doing, just be really angry at that person. Just scold and they just criticize, just yell at that person. So, and, but then parents ask me, but Claudio, if I don't do that, what am I going to do? So what is hard for parents? to see is that they can talk to their kids in a friendly way, a good conversation. Parents, for some reason, they think that to have authority, they need to seem really angry, but that's not you know, what authority means. The more connected you are to the child, the more understanding you are to the child, the more influence you have on the child, and then it doesn't cause to fire the limbic system and the child is full of anxiety, of stress hormones that will prevent this child from being able to self-regulate and should be in situations that the child can deal with problems without going so easily to fly in, in flight. Right, right. It's it's a 
reminder that there is a sense of helplessness when you see your child acting in ways that you may be fearful of. I don't know what to do. I need these tools. I need these skills. Uh, I work with so many parents that tell me that they're repeating essentially what was taught to them, that coming from their own family of origin, from their own cultural upbringing, that this was just the way it was, you know, that, that you should be seen, children should be seen and not heard. So I think Claudio calling out the reminders that there's a lot of messages that were sent from a long time ago. And some of those messages can be really beneficial. They're rituals, they're things to be celebrated, and some of them are very problematic and can be very difficult as I talk to parents and they're reminded they once were a child too. And there can be a lot of sense of sadness and their own grieving of wishing that they had the relationship with their parents and the longing that they wanna have a closeness to do something different. Because I, because for me, Claudio, I've never worked with a parent that didn't love their child, that didn't want to do everything they could, but in the ways that they were acting, they were acting scary. That sometimes mm -hmm. I would even say in the room when I was working with the family is, are you noticing your voice? Are you noticing your facial expressions? And they would not. And then I would ask their child to share, what are you seeing? And they'd say, it looks like my, my mom, my dad um, is furious with me. Mm -hmm. And they would just shut down and be quiet and disappear. And this mm. would be the same way they disappeared in school, the same mm. way they would disappear in their emotions and the therapy sessions I had with them. And children do not want to disappear. Children want to be known. They want to know that they're important. They want to know that they have values and skills and talents. So Claudio, mm -hmm. I, I know we're getting close to the end of our podcast today, but mm -hmm. this call and this response of the power of the brain and, and the power of relationship is it starts at such a young age. It starts from the moment of, of, of get, receiving life and coming into this mm -hmm. world. Immediately, a child needs to, to know that it's brought into the world and it can cling on to safety, cling on to their parents mm -hmm. for safety. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that's what we're speaking to about the importance of safety, the importance of knowing that you matter and your brain will signal when you don't feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. So the center of our message is a center in connection. In other words, if you, if you want to have your child to be well-developed, to develop the brain optimally, you need to connect to your child, right? You need, your, your child needs to feel that you are really there to protect them. And this will really help the brain to develop optimally. Yes, Claudio, we would, I would love for us in our next podcast to talk more deeply about these qualities and these skills because they are lifelong transcending into romantic partnerships. So it's mm -hmm. so important to be reminded the very essence of a human relationship is based on these qualities yeah. from learning from your parent to becoming an adult and then choosing your own 
romantic relationship, this will all inform the way you thrive and have meaningful relationships to the people yeah. in your life, the most precious people in your life. In other words, is having social intelligence or emotional intelligence. That is, we, as you said, this is what we most need to thrive in the world. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you'll join us soon again for our next episode of Thriving Your Love.